Hey. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you, my man? I am excellent. I am excellent. Freshly showered, freshly shorn. Well, I got some catching up to do then from the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, I went, uh, I think I went a little stir crazy yesterday in my house. Uh, my, my wife helped me uh, take down this beard that I was rocking. Yeah, it, look, uh, it looks good on you. It suits you well, actually. It was a good beard. It was just, uh, I don't know, it just felt like too much. It was, it was heavy. Your beard looks well kept and, uh, you know, mine was just like growing like weeds everywhere and, and I had a couple of white hairs in it and it was just looking scraggly and I was just like, you know what, I'm good. So I started shaving it and uh, I ended up with some weird kind of Backstreet Boys chin strap beard thing and then I just ended up with uh, with whatever this is called, I don't know, the gun, the gun shooter. Yeah, the gun shooter. I think it looks good though with the hat and the Aesthetic. Yeah, I think it works. I and think my works. my modern uh, Bluetooth ear things. Yeah, well, we got it's a good mix. That's right. How's your day no, been? It's been all right. Yeah, with the beard, my girlfriend takes care of it for me. She she loves doing uh, it. Like, I oh, nice. Actually, it's a nice little thing to spend time together, I guess. So it, it, it's a nice little thing. But yeah, I got some grooming, house to do, and stuff like that, and just some more hustling, grinding. That's really the main game. It is. That's that's what it is. My my wife just uh, uh, scared a bee downstairs. She was trying to get the bee to go outside, and I'm I don't know about you, man, but I'm really scared of bees. Uh, and she she was trying to get the the bee was stuck in our window, and we were trying to get it out of the window to get it outside. But instead, she managed yeah. to scare the bee down here. So now the bee's somewhere down here, and uh, if I run off screaming at some point during the interview. That's what it is. I mean, I'll make for great content. <laughs> yeah. I told her if I get stung, I'm going to flip out. So I'm a little bit cool with it. Hey, man, what's going on? Um, but I'm also definitely afraid of you. Yeah. Uh, nice look, man. Absolutely. I fully agree with you on that. Anyway, so welcome to episode 26 of a chat with Matt. Today I'm joined by Nelson Sobral. He's a very talented musician been in multiple projects, been a veteran of the Toronto scene for many a years, and we're going to have a nice, uh, good chat today. He might get stung by a bee, so uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, Nelson, why don't you just give a quick summary of who you are, what you do, and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, I'm uh, predominantly, I started off as a guitarist, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a musician, so I'll just go that route. Singer, songwriter, guitar player, um, that is my forte. I've been writing songs since I was a kid. Uh, playing in bands, playing guitar predominantly. I played bass in a few little projects. Um, on my own home recordings, I play all the instruments. I mean, minus drums. I'm not the best drummer, but I can, I'm can. i passable. Um, so predominantly guitar player, singer-songwriter, and uh, yeah, that's what I do, man. I play, I host an open mic in the city called Open Mic Mondays at the Painted Lady that's been going on at the Painted Lady for about, I think this is my sixth year hosting it, so I get to really meet a, a lot of the local talent that way, and I also play in the band uh, to back them. So if anybody needs guitar to back them, I, I do that or I fill in whatever role, bass, whatever. Um, I play in a couple of local acts. Uh, my buddy, Matty Leon, who's a singer-songwriter, I play bass for him. And Jeremy Volts, another singer-songwriter, I play guitar in his band. And uh, yeah, man, I just, uh, whoever kind of needs guitar player, kind of that guitar player for hire thing. I do sessions as well if people need my style of guitar on their records. 
And but but right now I'm focusing mostly on my own my own stuff, doubling down on my own dick, yeah, I guess. Exactly. This, this, this is see that and all the stuff you just named that's exactly why i wanted to have a chat with you because you you wear so many hats and you do so many things and you hustle and grind and, and there's another hat and that's the thing yeah. you, you push and grind you all this great stuff and that's exactly why i wanted to talk with you but uh before mm -hmm. we get into the multiple hats and all that kind of stuff what, what show out of all the shows you've done whether it be yourself uh celebration army uh, other projects you've been involved with like What's been the one show highlight for you that's been like, wow, that show is peak? Uh, man, I, I can't. I don't know. There's there's so many different things. Like maybe it's someone on the bill that you're opening for. Uh, I mean, I played the key to Bala a couple of times, uh, opening up for David Wilcox with uh, with Silver Army, and it was uh, those are really cool just to see a master at work. You know, someone that's been through the shit. Sorry for swearing if that's not allowed. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just to see someone to be through it and, and still be a, like the dude still at the top of his game, um, opening up for the trues, that was cool to see like a, you know, a high level rock band do it. But man, there's so many cool shows where there's like five people in the audience and it's just, it's just right. Everything is just clicking, you know, the, the players and the stage. So there's, I can't pick one man. There's countless and uh, countless people involved with all of them for sure. For sure, the one the one venue that you just reminded me of that is one of my absolute favorites in Ontario is the Key to Ballot Theater. I wow, I've only been to one show there, but that one show mm. has always stuck with me, and it was a phenomenal venue. That that view it is, back it is, oh my God. it is, yeah, it's amazing. And being on that that stage is really high. Mm. It's like I don't know, like twelve feet in the air, ten feet, something like that, and. It's it's one of those that's like um, you know I mean stage heights don't mean much I mean the horseshoe is a grand stage and it's only like what, two feet off the floor but it's it's really powerful right uh, but it's so that doesn't really mean much but being up on a stage that high when you're looking down on people it's really uh, it's really powerful it's, it, and being short it's it's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I get that. So, out of all the stuff that you've been involved, what's been a career highlight for you, or more the business side of things? On business side, uh, definitely opening up for some of those higher caliber bands, um, like the Trues or Dave Wilcox and the Pack AD uh, bands of that ilk, uh, just to see how it's how it's done and how, even though we're all, like we're all the same, it's just just a little switch of how you approach things or how they do certain things where you're like, oh, that's the difference. Or, you know, like that level of professionalism is different. I mean, we all play our instruments. What separates you from Aerosmith? Mm -hmm. Minus the, you know, the 50 years of playing in a band, right? It's just yeah. like the consistency and, and being persistent and being on, on point with your game. I, I think is like just doing the job right every time or trying to do the job right. I fully agree with that. Mm -hmm. So obviously a big thing that's going on with you is you're working on your own stuff right now. So yeah. what, what's new? You put out a new single. What's been going on with that? I did. Yeah, I put out a new single. Um, it's almost at uh, 10,000 streams, which is neither here nor there, but it's cool for me. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about it. Um, and uh, it, it was, it's a cool new thing for me just because uh, really focusing my energy on my own stuff is a different feeling this time it feels right and it feels uh, yeah it just feels right that's 
that's the only kind of word I can kind of choose. It just feels like the right time. And I got already my other single, you know, being an artist, I'm sure everyone can relate that, that does artistic stuff. Um, I have, you know, you have visions and, and how things are going to work out and stuff. And then stuff just kind of reveals itself. I was uh, working on a couple of different follow-up singles. And uh, my wife, who does all my artwork for my single, she did my last single artwork. She had drawn this thing with, uh, with a circle on it. And uh, I have a song called Pendulum, which is... And then I saw the artwork, and it wasn't going to be the next single, but then I saw her art art ring, uh, artwork, and I and I was like, that's the next one. It just kind of spoke. It just kind of cleared the way, and I saw it being the thing, right? So I, that'll be my next single. And then I have a whole album that I'm working on. I just got back horn tracks from uh, from a horn player, which after I'm done talking with you, I'm going to delve into that and start editing those out. Uh, my friend uh, Selchek Suna, he's uh, doing all the horns. He did the horns on my last record, too. And uh, I love putting in that that feel uh, that even if like we, when you play live, it's not there. I love having that feel on the record, like those old Van Morrison records, those old Stones records. They always have horns on them. I mean, even like old soul music, which I grew up listening to and I'm a big fan. So that is where, where I'm at now, getting horns in there and kind of like, you know, seeing where the album takes us. It's, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a cool sound that I that I that I have working on right now. And I'm. I'm really, really stoked about it. I'm really happy oh. with how things are going. No, for and, uh, sure. And I just, I just bought a new, put money down on a new uh, Sure SM7B, so mm. that's coming. Yeah. Ooh, that's gonna be exciting. Uh, quick yeah, shout out. I try. To, yeah. Quick shout out to Preverly in the chat, making a lot of noise. Thanks for joining, Nelson Boy. <laughs> okay, Matt with the slick black nose ring. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, That's what Prav does, man. He comes in and he makes noise. He's, he, like, hypes you up at your show. He's that guy. He's like your hype man. Oh, Thanks, well, Prav. You're well, well, welcome to be here anytime to hype. Money down. Amen to that. So, <laughs> obviously, uh, back to the horn stuff for a second. Is, is the horn yeah. going to be incorporated into your live stuff, or is that kind of like your I, I would love it. I'd love it, man. But, you know, it, it comes down to and, – and, of course, we're talking in an ideal world. We're not even talking about this coronavirus world. Yeah. Um, so – uh, in a perfect world, yeah, I'd love to have a little horn section, like maybe some sax and trumpet on stage. That would be amazing. That I would love it. But ideally, probably not. Uh, <laughs> Money-wise, it's it's probably it's much easier for me to tour with a with a trio, power trio, and yep. maybe a keyboard player that can cover some of that stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in a perfect world, yeah, definitely horn section for sure. Well, hopefully that happens for you. Speaking yeah. of, you, you mentioned uh, obviously in an ideal world, not the world we live in now. Obviously, the world's kind of messed up right now. A lot, not a lot of mm. shit's working. The industry's kind of at a stand. So I'm curious how the outbreak of Corona has affected you and what your stuff has it like delayed your release schedule at all or anything like that? Um, it, it kind of uh, as horrible as it is and as horrible as it's affected everyone in the world, and not even talking about people that have passed from it. Um, it kind of helped focus, you know, I was so busy playing all the time live. Um, I, I also do the cover circuit. So I, I do the hotel circuit. So I'm always like five, six nights a week. I'm playing in hotels and, and bars and, and just it, you know, even if it's only four hours, that four hours has an, an hour at the beginning an hour at the end tagged to it. So that's six hours of your day. That's just gone that you can't work on music that you can't, you know, focus on your art. Not that it's not a form of art, but you know what I'm saying? So it was really hard to kind of 
clear away the debris and, and, and work on stuff. You know, I'd work on something, I'd have to go to a gig, or I'd come home, you're tired, you don't want to work on stuff. So it's been a bit of a blessing, as horrible as that might sound, to just have time to focus and, and, and put the work in. You know, so I, I'm really grateful for having a home studio, having a home uh, that I can work out of, and um, I don't take it for granted. And, I, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been good in that regard. I have lost countless gigs and countless revenue streams. Uh, but in terms of putting out stuff, it's kind of uh, strengthened me because I'm like, well, I can't go out there and play, so I'm going to do live streams. I'm going to be very uh, relevant. I'm going to be putting out material. I'm just going to work because that's that dude I am. I like to work. So I'm just going to stay just as busy. Just, just got to flip everything a little bit so the skews differently, you know? No, I, I get that 100%. It's something you touched on is what I've been kind of pushing for a lot of this is uh, it's that opportunity to kind of work on passion projects and work on stuff that you want to work on. Like, I was doing a shit ton of stuff, booking a bunch of tours, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and this is the first time where, like, it's been so many years since I've done music myself. And so I've actually had the opportunity to sit down and write get a good selection of songs together and like actually plan out a record release and like I'm, I'm hyped that like next year i'm actually gonna get back out on the road and play some shows and do all this kind of stuff with my music and it, it's been so long since i've been able to do that and this this exact time period has helped me and allowed me to create all that stuff and plan and do everything and also relaunch the ml group do do this format like it's been yeah it's been phenomenal to really take it in and breathe. Obviously, yes, the touring and the shows have been affected, but just be able to mm -hmm. work on creative stuff and just be creative. It's been, it's been fantastic. Obviously a huge part of this was touring. So mm. yeah, all your, all your projects kind of unfold. What, what do you think the future of touring is going to kind of look like? Ah, man, I, I, I see a couple of different ways it's going to go. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the painted lady, I went by there. I was walking by the neighborhood and uh, I checked in on them. They were like trying to kind of prep the bar for kind of, you know, whenever people kind of say go, right? And uh, there's lots of things that are going to be coming up in play that we've never thought about. Uh, plexiglass is the new chicken wire. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you remember back in the honky tonks and stuff, they used to have chicken wire up in front of the bands. Um, yeah. that's not going to be plexiglass and it's going to be a form of that because when you sing, even if you're like, you know, the spittle that comes out, uh, sweat. So if you're in a tight bar, tight club, people are going to be freaked out by that. So that's, it's, it's just, it's a weird reality we've never thought about, but like people are going to want to be protected from that. So they're might kind of want to put plexiglass in front, between the stage and the audience. Mm. How many like how much more disconnect can you have? You'd be in a room full of people and be disconnected. So that's the thing that might happen. Um, so I feel it's going to go really weird that way in a lot of ways, especially in the smaller clubs and bars where you can't really distance yourself from people. Like a place like the, you know, like the painted lady I mentioned again, like you get 20 people in that room and it's, it's pretty packed, you know, like you can't distance yourself from anybody. So even if we have a vaccine, and everything is okay, people are going to be freaked out. Everyone's mm -hmm. really heightened aware of how viruses are spread now, even if you were kind of like, you know, uh, you know, you didn't really know as much before. Now you're going to be like, oh, I know exactly how 
these things spread because we've been through this really heightened awareness of spreading germs, right? So it's going to be a lot of that. But on the flip side, it's also going to be a lot of people that just don't care and want to get out there and watch bands and be, be rubbing shoulders with people. And there's going to be those two camps, I think. And uh, I think eventually after like about a year of this, people are just going to move past it as we do as humans. Like we're going to want to be near each other. We're going to want to be around stuff like that. I mean, what's the worst thing they can do to you in jail? The worst thing they can do to you in jail is put you in solitary confinement, right? Mm. Like that's a punishment you get when you're in jail. So we, we hate that as humans. And if you're, in a, if you're in a bar where there's a live band playing, you're going to want to dance and move and you're going to kind of not care that people are next to you and stuff. But I, I see that being a long time, at least next summer. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a weird 2021, which is a great year for me to launch my music and go on tour. <laughs> we'll do it together. We'll just have a, we'll carry a piece of plexiglass. And we'll just talk to each other through it. And uh, yeah, Perfect. that's how we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll set, we'll set up a tour in the plexiglass tour. We can't. Uh, the price of plexiglass has gone through the roof, by the way, from what oh, I've heard. I, I know, I, I saw it. It's ridiculous. But hey, at least And here's make- another thought. Sorry to step on you, but. What's going to stop people from coming up and, like, spraying drinks up on the plexiglass while you're playing? And these are things we've never had to think about. Or, like, draw stuff with marker on there. and yeah. it's, 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 Or, like, pound on it. Yeah. It's going to be a really, really strange experience. Yeah, but who knows? Live, live streaming is going to be good, and I'm going to continue my live stream every Friday at 3 p.m. every month. Yes, absolutely. Everybody check out that live stream at 3 p.m. I'm curious for for you, like, have you shaped, like, marketing strategies at all for this new release? Or have you focused on more stuff than less? Or what, what kind of stuff have you been up to in regards to that? Um, so being being in, in multiple bands and units that have released material, as I'm sure you have, a lot of that, a lot of the stuff that no one sees behind us, like, getting ISRC codes and getting UPC codes, making sure the artwork's the right site, all this kind of stuff that you, as a, as a musician or as a fan, you never think about. All of that stuff takes up a huge chunk of your time. And then you got to let people know that it's out. So you got to con, you know, I've sent out a hundred emails since I put out that release ballpark figure. And of those, um, of those hundred emails, maybe 30 get back to you out of those 30 you know, you build a report fit and the numbers dwindle and dwindle. It's a, so you got to keep, you got to play those odds. So uh, in terms of marketing, for me, my marketing concept has always been uh, persistent and consistent. So mm-hmm. uh, like obviously the single singles have shelf lives of about three months, maybe. And then, so I'll, I'm going to put out the next single in about two months from now and just start getting that hype ready and getting people aware of it and recontacting the people that I've contacted for the first single. And uh, my goal really is for when the album is ready to come out that I have um, some kind of label that I can put it out on. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm working towards now. So I'm in talks with a few different people and, you know, uh, knocking on wood that something pans out. And uh, that's the goal is I want to put that album out on a label um, just to have it have a little bit of a higher cloud and a bigger reach. Um, yeah, so that's the goal. That's the, that's the kind of like to the end of the year goal. Yeah. So I have that goal. And then of course we have two years, three years, five years out and, and stuff like that. 
And of course, everything's been changed because of what's happening. So, but in terms of like being at home, doing work, putting stuff out, releasing, marketing, I have album covers already drawn up. I have singles already drawn up. I have, uh, so those kind of concepts and, and now I'm working on video concepts and, and stuff to put out with the single and the album and how that's going to be released. Is there going to be an online live stream album release, which people have been doing now? Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. So I have about to the end of the year hard marketing plan and uh, something that I'm really focused on. And then we have longer term stuff. Well, it's good that you have all that stuff in place and you're getting ready for it. And the thing is like, because of the continuous change each and every day, it seems there's something new happening. Like you have to adjust. And I'm glad that guys like you have those plans in place. Be like, cool, I'm ready to go for the rest of the year. And then the next few years we'll figure it out as we go kind of thing. And that's really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So a big thing with you, obviously, at the top of the episode, I, I mentioned the multiple hats, getting the grind, putting in that effort, persistent and consistent, like all that great stuff. How, how important do you believe it is to wear multiple hats in the industry, especially as an artist? Like, how important do you think that is? Um, I think it's really important if you're an independent artist. If you're with the label or if with your management company, it's less important. Mm -hmm. obviously because there's people that will handle that stuff you know like like i said something like something as simple as isrc codes no one thinks about that stuff right but you know or registering your stuff with socan you know these are all real things that if you don't do them they don't get done so if you don't have a team with you it's on you to do that stuff so i think it's really important for the independent musician um and to try and build up a team of people around you whether it's people actually doing stuff or people that are uh, supportive and uh, encouraging. So for me, you know, I have my circle of, of people that I, I can bounce ideas off of and, and I can get back, regardless of whether it's like uh, constructive feedback, like, you know, you should contact this person or you should, you know, it's like, hey man, this is going really great. You should continue doing this. That's as equally as important. Um, so, you know, you have your close circle. I have my wife, I have my family, I have my close friends, my musician friends that I can bounce stuff off and, and offer that encouragement. And, and it's good because, you know, it, it gets really rough when you're doing everything. Um, it's hard to see the forest for the trees. And especially nowadays when when you can't connect people live, right? Like, in, you know, um, I, I, I thrive on, on playing my music live to, to see how it bounces off people and, and what works and what doesn't so um staying in touch with people through social media is super important for that so but to answer your to, to get back to your question it, it's it's really important for the independent musician to know all this stuff uh, and you know i'm not the best business-minded person like i don't like doing my taxes but you can hire people to do these things for you so even if these are things you don't want to do you can reach out to people like people such as yourself that might be able to point people in the right direction. Like, Oh, this is maybe something I can handle for you for a fee. And, mm -hmm. and there's certain things like I don't mind paying for stuff. If, if it's going to take the load off my plate so I can focus on my art and it costs me what a hundred bucks or whatever it is like, you know, you have an accountant, it costs you like whatever it's, it's, it's a low number. It's not crazy. And they do your taxes for you. That's pretty awesome. I would lose my mind if I had to do my own taxes, you know, uh, but they have to get done. So I, I pay someone to do it. It's that simple. Like there's certain things that I, I'm always okay to, to pay for. And there's certain things that 
you know, and you have to find out what those are, figure out what things that you excel at. If you can do it yourself and save yourself some money, do those things. And the things that you're like, this is not the strength of mine. I really need some help. There's people out there. You just go online and you can find these people that'll uh, write you a bio, <laughs> you know, or, uh, you know, do your website or whatever it is. Like, there's no excuse really to not get stuff done. Yeah. Whether it's I, by you. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, no. I, and what you all, what you said all there really does hit. It's understanding what you're able to do on your own, but also understanding what you're not able to do on your own and understand your strengths and weaknesses and being able to yeah. outsource and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, continue, please. Outsourcing is, is huge, man. Like in, in my life, there's two things that, and, and, a, and a bonus third, depending on the job, there's two things I will always pay for. Uh, that's tailoring, any kind of tailor work, sewing things. I'd much rather <laughs> go off to a, a tailor and just pay them to do it. Because the, the two, three, four hours it's going to take me to figure out how to stitch that thing, they, you know, they're just going to do it. I give them 20 bucks and it's done and I can do other things. It's not my strength. So I'm not going to waste my energy doing that. The other thing is my bike. I'm a 365 bike rider and I never fix my own bike. I just don't have the patience for it. I just bring it to the people. They do it. They tune it up. They take care of it. And, and I ride it. That's it. And guitars are another thing. You know, like guitars, I... I, I I do, you know, chain balance strings and do my basic maintenance of my instruments. But anything major, I'm going to bring it to a professional and let them do it. And, uh, you know, that's just how I, you know, I kind of, it's it's an ego check. Like, you have to be like, well, I suck at this. And someone else is probably really good at this. So instead of me bungling this guitar, why don't I just take it to the dude at Long McQuaid and let them do it right? Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. You nailed it understand strengths and weaknesses, do as much as you can, but also don't overwhelm yourself and leave the stuff that you don't know to the experts. Because especially with, like I've been doing a lot of these consultations recently and the biggest thing I've been reflecting on to people is like, you have to understand what you're able to do in-house and what you're not able to do in-house. And if you're not able to do something in-house, figure out how to do it, but also figure out how to do it in a way that makes sense for your project and who you are. So you're, you're absolutely nailed that. Uh, we're getting close to the end here, so I'm going to ask you a couple more quick things. What, what advice would you have, with all your experience in the Toronto scene and all that kind of stuff, what advice would you have for the next wave of bands and artists coming up through the scene? Ooh, um, yeah, I, I, I would just say just do the thing as much as you can. Uh, play open mics, play as many gigs as you can. Don't complain about all the shitty gigs, you know. As you can see, now there's a time with no gigs, you know? So, play, you know, we've all, you know, paid our dues or whatever. Play those house parties. Play the, the gig where there's five people. You know, go on those road trips with your pals. Play those. Don't complain about it. Just go do it. Because all that does is teaches you so many skills. Like, it's countless. How to be a good band member. How to, you know, how to wrap cables. How, like, what kind of things to look out for in a venue. Like, dealing with people business-wise, even if it's just a bartender that's paying you a hundred bucks to play the gig, like that, that experience of dealing with that person is huge. Like, you know, you can't pay for that stuff. So uh, my, my only advice is uh, for the young musicians, get a metronome, get a tuner, and then play whatever show you can play all the shows and just get better. And then once you've gotten to a part where you've like, okay, I've played 500 shitty shows so far. 
okay, let's elevate this. Let's start reaching for the horseshoes, the bigger venues, the opera houses, whatever, and, you know, start saying no to some of that stuff, you know? And now you can refine yourself. But until you get to that point where you can say no, just say yes and go go do it. Yeah, honestly, a, a lot of younger bands I've noticed especially are are not fully gritting their teeth yet and putting in that grind and putting in that, like, that foundation of building mm -hmm. yourself as a live act. And, like, that's absolutely – Yes, that's correct. Play every gig you can. Get out there, meet people, connect with people at different things. Yeah. Uh, note from Music City North: Have respect for the full music scene. Realize that if it's a hobby for you, it's a career for others. Treat it with respect, no matter what. Absolutely, treat it with full Preach. respect. Preach. And if some people, it is a hobby, and some people, it's it's a full career, and that's okay for everyone. Like we're all there for our love of music, and we all love what we're doing, and let's let's show the community love and all that kind of stuff. Hundred percent. Nelson, uh, I'm curious, what, what is going to be next for you during this time in quarantine? Obviously the music, but like, what else is going on? Um, you know, uh, cultivating a good home life with my wife so that we're both happy and, and healthy. Uh, and like, you know, my family and, and visiting them, uh, bringing them groceries, and my folks and stuff like that. Uh, just that, just trying to become a better person and a better musician all the time. And uh growing out this mustache and uh, maybe, depending on how upset my wife, is about it and uh just working man like um i know there's going to be a day 50 years from now where you know it's i'm not gonna be able to do this stuff but i have like i'm sitting in my studio right now and i have the gear to do whatever i want and i have the means i have the ability to do whatever i want and, and with no ego intended i can basically play the stuff i hear in my head and get it out onto a system that's mm. that's huge man like that's you know, I'm not saying I'm better than a, a full-time music producer and stuff, but this is a, an amazing time to be alive. Like, just having your cell phone is huge. Like, you can do so much stuff. So, uh, next little while is just work. I, I just love working. I love creating. I love making music. I love playing on other people's records and co-writing. I do a lot of co-writes. And uh, that's it. I just love working because I want to be able to one day look back and be like, oh, yeah, I did all that stuff. That was cool. And that was a good you know, life. I like being at a point in my life where I, there's a life worth worth lived. You know, like, like sometimes you hear people sing songs or play songs, and you're like, there's no way that person went through that. Like, there's no, there's no experiential level behind what they're saying. And, uh, you know, like when you hear Willie Nelson sing a song or whoever, you know, uh, you can feel or Stevie Wonder, you can you can feel and you can taste that it's real, like. You can feel that emotion from it. Whatever act you did, you know, there's so many. I'm, I'm blanking on it right now. But you know the difference between that. And I think that, you know, living a good life long enough and experiencing stuff, it, it just resonates with your uh, with your crap. So that's all I want to do is just continue working. Hi, Diane. Hey, how you doing? Good seeing you. Uh, no, that's honest. Shout out to Diane for being one of the best music supporters oh. in the city. In all the city. She's the best. Yeah. yeah, I hear I see her at so many shows in Oshawa, Toronto. I, everywhere I go, she's just there. It's just, it's always she's, so she's it's incredible, man. She drives so far to get to shows, and it's I know people thank her all the time, but she is the best. She is. It's like that's such a cool thing. And she's got a family, and she's got her home, and she's got a job. She, it's not like she's just like driving around to gigs. She's like she lives a normal life and does that. You know, wow. I've stayed at her house once uh, while on tour and uh, played a house show at her place. And she's just the best. 
Mm-hmm. And Willie Nelson is not dead, Prav. You don't have to say rest in peace. <laughs> anyway, so Nelson, yeah. number three that people should check out. Sorry, what we'll question again? Uh, three acts that people should check out. In the in the city, sort of thing. Your pick or wherever. Oh, okay. Um, uh, well, I mean, in terms of like a next tier above us, uh, there's a dude called Tim Baker. Um, he used to play in Hey Rosetta. He put out such a phenomenal album uh, late last year, and to support that dude, he's just making good music. Uh, playing good shows, and he just seems like a like a really good person. So he's a local talent in terms of Canadian, and uh, he's obviously a tier above us. But like he, yeah, he deserves every ounce of support. Uh, and of course, I'll give shout outs to, to people I play with, Maddie Leon, who's killing it in the in the scene, and and Jeremy Volts as well, another person that I play with. And uh, yeah, I might as well. Do that. There's so many people that I know it, it would take a while but if you tune in on mondays to my open mic those people are there as well uh there's artists like kun lay and uh and prav prav's another local artist here and uh yeah there's 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 so many just look around your city there's so many talented people absolutely so nelson i want to thank you for taking the time to join me today i know you have a lot you. to work on and it's a really great day to time uh, where can people find you my website's the easiest way it's nelson music.com from there, you can find everything. You can find videos, songs, information. It's like a one-stop shop. All the links will be there. So Nelson, spelled like Nelson, Sobral, S-O-B-R-A-L, music.com. And that'll about do it. So I want to thank everyone who tuned in for episode 26 of a chat with Matt. It's been a great week so far, and I got another one more episode this week, and I got a whole slew of awesome stuff coming in for June. It's going to be a big month for June. I'm very excited about it. So coming up on Friday, I have only August. He's a newcomer to the, to the game. He's been in a couple other projects, but he's launched his new project, and music's absolutely I play gigs with the dude. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. So we're going to chat with him on Friday. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Nelson. We will see you guys. Friday Matt, I want to thank you, man. Let me thank you for a second, man. You, you, you're helping people out and doing these consultations. It's, it's you know, it's, it's really admirable, man. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this and just – Doing your part to keep the scene alive. Uh, Music City North, Jeannie, she's doing her part. To keep, she's been doing live streams since this thing took off with people from around the world. You know, Diane for supporting all the, like all these people. Like, it, it takes a village, you know? So it, thank you, Matt. Thank you, and thank you, everybody else. No, thank you for that. I very much appreciate it. And thank you to all those wonderful people and yourself for joining and everything you do as well. So, everybody, we will see you Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with only August, and then whole bunch of other stuff coming up so thank you guys we'll see you around thanks Nelson so thank you